I want to thank everyone who is helping us in so many ways, especially helping us uh, pay the bills here financially. We, we couldn't do this without your help. We don't generate products or, for that matter, even services in the conventional sense of sending out billing. So this is done by your generosity, by Donna. If you want to help us, and that's what I'm asking for is your help. So please continue if you can. It's very situational. Some people can't do that. If you can, please help. Pushing away thoughts. We try to do that uh, in some way, or we do that in different ways. We try to ignore what is arising in the mind stream. Whatever is arising in your mind stream at any given moment is dependently arisen. That means there's no real thinker there. We add that on. The consciousness uh, that is the paranoid area of the consciousness, which not everyone has that. Uh, and everyone has that to a different extent. Some people are extremely sealed up there. If they're really sealed up, then all you'll see coming out of them is judgment and aggression and pushing and pulling, not just here, but they're not trying to fix themselves or correct themselves. They're trying to validate their ideas, their opinions, their political stance, their validating uh, things, statements like, well, that's the way I was raised. That's how they validate it. It's no validation for anything. So in order to see that you're even doing such a thing as pushing away thoughts or shoving down your emotions or trying to get some kind of space or some kind of uh, some kind of open area where you're not perplexed or hurt or have anxiety. Consciousness is very, very complicated because it does not have a location. It is located here, here. It has locations in the sense of having eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, mind, of course. But fundamentally, it doesn't rest anywhere. You can't find consciousness. It doesn't manifest as an item. It manifests in the sense that it shows up as Awareness uh, in terms of the organ, if you call it the mind or the eye or the ear, but, and it has it in terms of the so-called apparent object over there. It could be an object across the room, and it could be an object that's arising in your mind. Two completely different kinds of manifestation. The manifestation uh, across the room is very solid and very other. It's very it's emphasized. It's over there. You can walk away from it. But you can't walk away from thoughts. And if you attempt to do that, then it creates circularity or confusion, depending on the style that you, your particular karma is supplying you with or something you're picking and choosing could go that direction also. This is why I emphasize over and over again, aware, be aware. You don't have to come to a certain kind of thinking or a certain way of thinking. Just have to be aware. And the temptation to push aggression or the temptation to pull passion, which can show up, that pulling can show up as uh, elaborating on something. As soon as you see something arise, you have anything, the first thing you do with it, name it. As soon as you name it, you cover it up. There, there, that is the unwillingness not only to see what it is, but the willingness to try to control it. 
And is there something wrong with controlling? No, it's just when we overdo it, it's okay to name your dog. It's okay to uh, see a piece of uh, uh, something that's standing in the ground to call it a fence post. So we need some of that, but the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the selfish mind, the greedy mind, the passion, aggression, and ignorance that rotates around the singularity that is unreal, that we think is me or ourselves, we tend to overdo it and come up with not just the naming, but then the ideas, the philosophy, the propaganda around this is this and that's that, and this is why we have private property, why there are lines. Perhaps we should have that. I don't know. You need some kind of a boundary. Otherwise, you would be at the mercy of everybody's craziness. So the way to, to work with that is to be aware that that is happening. And that is difficult. The only way I know of, I'm not saying there aren't 15 or 20,000 other ways, sit down, hold sits, still sit symmetrical. Do something with the whole body-mind complex that you have some say-so over, over that, some say-so over that does not further add to the, the imbalance or asymmetry of the mind that wants to push on this, pull on that, shut down on something else, that wants something else. There is no else. Don't believe me, don't believe anyone. Don't believe your own thoughts. Don't believe, don't believe, but look at it so that you see, so you get your own authority for that. So you see it, you don't look to somebody up in the sky or somebody sitting on a ton like I'm doing. Get your authority from no one. Don't believe anything, don't disbelieve anything, don't ignore anything. It's that simple and that really, really hard to do because we, we come into this lifetime with tons and tons, gallons and gallons miles and miles of otherness that we think we need to fix, correct, ignore, or something with it. It's called karma. The word action. It needs to be seen, not gotten rid of. Seen, not joined. Seen, not ignored. Those are the three which I talk about just about in every talk. When Yo was asking me, she's been listening some, to some old tapes of uh, my teacher, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche. And he was talking about the, talking about the fourth moment and asking me what, when you asking me, what is the fourth moment? I said, well, I don't know, what did he say it was? And then I asked you, what were the first, second, third moments? And what did you say? Past, present, and future. Past, present, and future. So, what did I say was the fourth moment? There are no moments. No moments. But we have to say something. If we're, we see something, if through your practice, through your spiritual practice, whether you're a Buddhist or whether you're a, a student of Car Carlos Castaneda, I don't care. I was a student of him for the th first three books. Who are you laughing at, Michael? It was just so familiar. Oh, okay. I didn't. I forget how old you are sometimes. So, past, present, future, and the fourth. You understand? If not, return to the wall. If not, return to the teaching. Return to the teacher. Return to the what is being taught. Return to the community. Return to the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha. Fancy words that come out of the ancient past. 
give us some kind of a structure so we can work with this this uh, hamster cage in our mind. <clears throat> if you think you don't have one, then well, maybe you don't. But thoughts won't tell you that. Having no thoughts is a misunderstanding of the, how to work with a thought process. I'm not going to get rid of thoughts. There are no thoughts. You cannot get rid of an illusion. The very nature of an illusion is to be illusionary. Is that a word? Illusionary? Elusive? Illustrative? Illustrative. Okay, I'm going to give up right there. So the fourth, beyond the fourth. I'll go back one more time around what I'm trying to recommend that you do. If you think of me as a teacher or your teacher, or you think of what well, you're here, so you must think of, you might hear something important here. I'm saying, please spend some time, find some time. I don't care how difficult it is. Get to the wall, get to a, a place where you're holding still. Simply put, don't even call it chicken taza. Call it a uh, Balkan. Call it a clothesline. Call it a broomstick. Call it anything, but hold still. All the senses are open on receive and watch what moves until you see the truth. You probably won't see the truth while you're sitting because it seems to be necessary to, to be looking at some kind of a, uh, some kind of a, um, um, a form that's arising in your space, in the space in which you live or your family, your society, your culture, your relationships. That's usually where it's found. Not always. And what do you find? There isn't anything. There, everything is empty of other. There's no other. Everywhere you look, you see this, and you're no longer deluded by it. Why? Because you see that it's, it's an illusion. It's unreal. It's unreal. I'll give you a little bit of a personal example. Uh, it's personal to you, not to me. Nothing's personal to me. But remember when you were five? Where is that? Where, that was very, very vivid. Remember when you were 10 on your 10th birthday? Remember how vivid that was at the time. Gone. Even getting out of bed this morning, assuming you sleep in a bed. Some of you sleep in hammocks. Is that one person here still sleeping on the roof? Huh? Oh, that's a cat. Strawberry. <laughs> sleeping on the roof, sleeping on the top of the garbage can. Right? It's cooler there. Very situational for cats. It's comfortable everywhere. So if you if you can find some time, spend some time, make some time, even if it's difficult, use a clock. One of these. This is a wrist clock. I haven't seen those yet. Don't use your phone. Use your phone to call your friends and text your enemies. Nobody's smiling, so apparently that sound went off. Take your time, but make sure you get to it. Make sure you sit down, hold still, and watch. And sit for an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. Train your mind to see this. This is not something to believe in. This is something to see clearly. 
And anyone who is here listening to this, what is being said here is ready to hear this. It's dependently arisen. We create a further illusion of a monastery, a further illusion of a sangha, a further illusion in order to have a form that is operating in the primary illusion, which is you think you're somebody, you think this is something else that shows up in that area. So you can hear this kind of a message from someone who is no longer here. This body is here. <laughs> vaguely, but it's still here. But there's no solid being here anymore. I could not speak this way if this was coming out of some kind of centered idea, some authority person, the fancy whatever, or semi-fancy. I haven't gotten around to wearing bro brocaded rock suits yet. Can I have a brocaded one? Not yet. Oh, uh, don't send me one. Send me a black one. Then I'll wear a white shirt. Are there any questions about what I, what it is I'm talking about, pointing at? Please give me some questions. Thank you. You're allowing, if we're acting out of a thought, is that a way of pushing it away? Um. <clears throat> Somewhat. It's, it's a very, very general, so it's going to be slightly different. That's why it's so important to watch the thoughts. If you watch the thoughts, observe the thoughts, sense the thoughts, think the thoughts, just allow those to come and go. This is what sitting practice of meditation can train you, help you to do. Even other forms of uh, sitting meditation like shamatha, vipassana, and so on can help you also. Dzogchen, Mahamudra. I'm not going to teach those, but I'm, I'm not here to say those. You shouldn't do those. If you have a teacher, I'm all for that. Don't do it without a teacher. Don't read books on Mahamudra and try to practice it. Is there a spider crawling on me? If so, I would like to know about it. Huh? <laughs> I said, if so, I would like to know about it. You like spiders? Yes and no. I ah. like them away from me. Ah. No, they're kind of like thoughts. Those are nice to back away from, like a giant spider. I will let you know. I, I don't think it was one. I think it was, uh, it was my imaginary skin system malfunctioning and sending me information. You didn't really, really hear all this, did you? Sano? Oh, of course I did. Are you kidding? I would just need to read a grocery list. <laughs> <laughs> grocery list. No wonder you're an attorney. <laughs> go ahead, more. Shabu bowing. Yes. When you're giving a talk, yes. often I'm seeing all the thoughts that just come up in my mind as you're talking. Yes. If I'm trying to prior, prioritize what you're saying over my thoughts, is that pushing those away? Somewhat. Just not. Just ha have it be what it is. Don't don't necessarily go in and, and shuffle things around. Push it this way. More. Yes. Uh, is what you're saying including what's coming up in my mind stream around? Uh, can't be. Separate. It's not separate. The illusion is that it's separate. The illusion is that I have thoughts and you have thoughts. There is no separate being anywhere. Thoughts just arise, and they happen to find a body-mind uh, uh, structure that will operate in, sometimes for many, many years, decades, until that body-mind goes down, and then that consciousness, there's no way to determine what's going to happen with that because it is dependently arisen. 
and you can't see all the dependencies. Countless, countless dependencies are operating right now in your digestive tract. You cannot see them all. Science tries to get a hold of that and control it and uh, invent things like the, the stuff that I take, Ozempic and what else? What else? Barsiga and a whole bunch of other strange Clopidogrel. Huh? It's not something dropping <laughs> down on me. Clopidogrel, yeah, that's a fancy name. So just observe whatever, rather than try to find out, well, and separate it out, do some kind of discrimination in there. Don't do anything. Just to, just receive it. If it comes to the door, it has a right to be there. Just a way of talking about it. It's dependent on the arisen. So just receive it. The, the downside of that is to the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the me, 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 me and my territory, my ideas, what I think, that kind of thing that's happening there won't be supported by that attitude of by uh, when the consciousness just stops taking a position on anything. Then the identity, your actual identity, which is stuck in your ego, me, and what's going to happen next, and why I don't, I'm not getting my way, and I'm being mistreated, and all the other crazy soap operas that go on in our mind, constantly trying to figure things out and get somewhere. You cannot get anywhere, and you cannot figure anything out. But there again, if you think you can, maybe you, you can keep doing that. You can't even stop doing that, but you can see that you do that, and then it will run out of steam because you will just intuitively know how where it's getting its fuel from. It gets its fuel from passion, aggression, and ignorance, from pushing, pulling, and shutting down. And you need to see that, not stop it. That's why it's a. Um, it takes a, quite a bit of commitment because it's much easier to just screw it. I'm just going to party down. I'll get some other friends that feel the way I do, and we'll we'll reinforce each other's crazy stuff, and we'll start a skateboarding club. Well, it depends on how old you are, but that's that's quite a you know about those. It's quite a strong community, isn't it? People who are skateboarding. Can you say so? I first heard about skateboarding twenty years ago from Chukadawa. Divine uh, Georgios from Greece asks, uh, with all of this, what about the wars going on? So the wars are there, but look, uh, what is the name again, Georgios? Georgios. So Georgios, look at it this way. It's not that you couldn't, if you're in a position where you can do something about the wars, then by all means, but that's like looking at a thunderstorm. When it's the, all the causes and conditions that cause a thunderstorm that are functioning in a track we call time, which is an illusion, but it's so very, very believable because our consciousness is located in these, in the six sense fields and their objects. And it's so, it just affirms itself over and over and over. And we're not saying it isn't there. It's just that it's an illusion. So if you go towards all the wars in the world, not that you shouldn't, you should pay attention. You should watch the news. Not too much. Watch some of it. But look at what's happening so you can see because it's like, it's like watching an avalanche halfway down the mountain. It, you know, the, the thing was created, you know, a millennia ago, but here it is coming down. You can't interfere with that uh, in, a, in a way that's going to, going to stop it. You can't, you can look at a, an asteroid, but you can't stop it. It's just, it's already uh, operating in independent origination, creating a further illusion of otherness that is confusing because it looks like we should go and do this or do that. And not that you shouldn't vote, you should participate in the av avalanche. 
uh, where there is an opening to do that, where you personally can see that you could go in there, uh, you know, up to and including um, becoming a state senator or something like that, where you feel like maybe you can help a little bit there. Not against that, but train your mind at the same time so that you don't take your unexamined passion, aggression, ignorance and inflict it on others. Be responsible for your emotions. Anytime you pull your finger out of the holster and, and aim it at anybody else and blame anybody for how you're feeling, this is an incredible misunderstanding. And it is, it is the it is one of the primary areas that create wars, not only across the kitchen table, but also in the world, in our country, in in in, in our state, where they were a couple of uh, insane people were trying to kidnap our our uh, governor here a few years ago. So look at the avalanche, but don't necessarily join from the point of doing of being some kind of a hero. You may see a place in that where you could maybe help. Maybe an organization would be uh, something you could join, but get to the wall, train the mind. Again, I'll say it another time so that the, so that what you are projecting on the world, the aggression you're projecting out there, be responsible for the aggression that your the reaction to the aggression wars. And then first look at this war, look at the war right here in your heart center that you may, not just you, Giorgio, but anybody may blame. Don't blame others for how you feel. Don't even blame yourself. There isn't, there isn't one. There is no solid self here. In the five skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness, that does not add up to uh, a self. If you think it does, then that is, you've just described the illusion that you're deluded by. Further? When you're bowing. So when we're on the cushion and thoughts arise, is there a correct way to receive those thoughts without compartmentalizing them and further solidifying our illusion? Just <clears throat> what you're doing is you're practicing, receive, you see what they are, but you don't necessarily do anything with them. There's a willingness to do that. Do it. This is why the, the path of the Bodhisattva is, is there, so that you can have a, a way of working with your identity. Or way before you really understand no self, no other, you're beginning to tune into this, this way of working with the world as the, the, uh, the enlightening being, the, be, the being who is primary life is about <laughs> helping others. And that may start out by first seeing how self-centered and, and angry and greedy you are. You start doing the sitting practice of meditation, you're not going to be too happy with what your identity has been so far. But continue anyway. This is why we have a teacher, a teaching and a community. The teaching, basic teaching here is everything is dependently arisen. There's not a singular person anywhere. That is an illusion, including this one. This one is not here. The body is here. Uh, there's some identity happening here. Otherwise, I couldn't eat breakfast. But it's not, but there's no demand for anything. It's, I could say, I don't care what happens, but I don't miss what happens. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it in your mind stream. As you come this way, I'm looking at my mind stream as I meet you or as I meet anything, as I meet the cat on the roof. 
strawberry. I'm looking, I'm looking at that, I'm not jumping into, well, strawberry shouldn't be here. And why don't they take uh, strawberry to the cat farm or something that, that, that does not occur. It's just that you can do this and it's not a doing, it's more like a non-doing. Your eyes don't belong to you anymore. Your ears, your hearing, there's no one hearing. There's just hearing, there's no one smelling. There's just fragrance or putrefaction. There's just that, very, very simple, very direct, direct perception of what this is. You can do this. I encourage you to do this. You're bowing. So when we come to you asking for help with our meditation, what is a, a helpful way for us to describe to you what is occurring during our meditation? I don't know. Just tell me what's going on. I guess what I'm asking, if everything is dependently arisen, then... Yes. How can... How can we adjust anything, any thought? You say that looking at it and then it'll just dissolve on its own? I didn't say that. What is it you want to know? That's the best. Record. How not to fuel the thoughts? Just watch the fueling. Good question. Just watch how some aspect of consciousness, and you can't locate it. You can't locate it like a, a, a spigot on a hose or somebody to turn off the water or switch off the light or turn off the gas. So you can't, you can't locate it. It doesn't have location in that sense, but you can just watch it. And, and it won't be something like you say, oh, I see the way it's getting its fuel now. I'll just stop fueling it. Yet I have to speak about it that way because it has that kind of a quality to it. You notice that you're, you're accepting, rejecting, or shutting down something, and that creates the, the illusion that we are deluded by, that we're somebody going somewhere and we've been abused. Not that you haven't. We've all been abused. Every human being, somebody's going to abuse you. I certainly was. So, but we get an identity out of that rather than actually saying those people, the people who abused you, the, the situation that abused you is also dependently risen. No one is really to blame for anything. There's no, there's no responsibility in the sense of blame. There is a responsibility in that you should respond to everything, not as a reaction, but just something shows up, receive it. That's your response. Just receive, just receive. Fundamental generosity is give everything your attention receive it so that so that you can realize your true nature so you can realize before you pass into the back into the elements you can see who this is so you have no questions even about your own death which isn't e even a death it's just it's just a change of a venue more can you find um, is there an ignorance that can surround us when we're sitting that we receive thoughts and don't really want to deal with them, so we park them somewhere. No, you can. You can create. You can create. Uh, uh, you can create a, a, a kind of a haven. That's why I don't teach uh, shamatha meditation or shine. Because it, there's, it's not that this always happens, but there's too much of a possibility of making a hideout there, 
uh, of becoming a good, of getting a very subtle kind of identity called a meditator, a meditator who actually is in, is calmly abiding. I can say this very bluntly. I don't give a shit if you ever calmly abide. I want you to see the truth. And if I were to give that as a general teaching to everyone, and I'm not saying teachers do that. Sometimes they might give that teaching, and then when they interact personally, might change that teaching to fit that particular person's way of uh, continuing their own confusion. But living up to a state of something is not so workable. And I'm talking about doing this practice, shamatha, shine, for many, many years, and teaching it to others, because I was told to teach it by my teacher. Not wrong. It's not incorrect. It's a, it's a valid way of working with it. I'm just saying that if you're talking to me, I would rather that you start with what I started with, with him, which was no instruction at all. That's how he taught Shikantaza. He can tell you what to do. Sit down. That was it. Should I have my eyes open? Yes. But you didn't hear that information until you asked the question. Sanho, go ahead. Samuel Bowen, will you say a little bit about not going to war with having to go to war? Samuel Bowen. Not going to war with having to go to war? If you have to go to war, then just be very aware that, that how that, uh, that kind of knee-jerk kind of reaction or that you have to, there's some kind of other thing pushing you. Be aware that you're doing that rather than trying to go to war with war. That's uh, trying to fight that so that you create a person who never goes to war. It's a very subtle area, and it seems that each person's awareness practice has to address that, just like yours would or mine would. Or anyone. Sometimes uh, uh, it will arise, uh, to talk about it a little bit more specifically, it will arise that you're still going to war in your mind stream, but you're no longer locking and loading. You're no longer actually, no one actually knows you're doing that because you're no longer blaming anyone, including yourself. You're just feeling the war happen in your own mind stream. That would be a way of talking instead of downloading that on the world or on your partner or on anybody, on something that occurred to you, that happened to you, that is the reason why you're feeling so bad. More, Sano? No, not right now. Thank you. You're welcome. Rehan from the UK asks, is Sangha and Dharma as important as sitting? Is a teacher important? So I'm biased. I would not be here if it weren't for those three. And if it weren't for the teacher, if it weren't for, for both for both of my teachers, I would not be sitting here. I may be sitting somewhere. I may be not sitting at all. But yes, they're all important. And it will show up differently for different people. But generally, and um, as a gener generalization about it, say yes, the teacher, the teaching, and the community. They, they function in different ways, but it seems like you need some kind of a relationship to all of those. Though there are people, uh, there are teachings and so on that don't have this kind of a structure, that there are probably people that are awakening to their true nature. I don't know any personally, but I'm not saying taking that away. It's possible. I don't know if I got to what you were looking for there. More specific would be good if there's something you want to know that I could respond to. Rehan. Uh, Rehan Bowing. Um, well, is this supposed to be, uh, you know, like fun? It's supposed to be fun, but not like fun. 
I'm confused about it at the moment. I can tell. Ask me a yeah. more specific question. Um, you know, like who who am I? Am I is it supposed to be? Am I supposed to be serious or both? Both serious and uh, sense of humor too. But you can't you can't you can't create those things. You can't just generate uh, that. That's not going to work. You have to be the way I teach this, uh, Rehan, is to just receive whatever shows up in the mind stream. You have it coming, not because you're guilty, but because it's the nature of dependent origination. Pratitya samutpada. It's just the nature of that to not don't interfere with things based on your silly or my silly or stupid ideas about wanting to control things. If you get your own authority, you will see there is no authority. But consciousness only, or dependent origination, showing up as that, looking like the separations that are banging against each other all over the world, all over time and space. Just observe that. Stop separating yourself in, into some kind of uh, tiny little person somewhere, even though that might be where you would need to start, as, as, a, as my teacher Chungpa Rinpoche said, like a, a grain of sand. Very, who you actually are, as far as relative world, is like a grain of sand. Nobody, nothing special. I started this because I thought I would be sure about something after I sit a lot, but now I'm not sure. Um, yeah. So should I keep doing it or? Just yes, 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 yes. Keep doing it because not being sure is is uh, is what happens with the ego. That part of consciousness that we are uh, endeavoring to uh, see or understand uh, doesn't need any security blanket. We don't need security. I don't have any security. I don't have any proof for anything. And that, that doesn't mean that the thoughts have disappeared. I'm kind of beyond thought. Although there's something like that could be described, but it's not being at the mercy of anything. No demands, no requests. And so how long have you been sitting, Rehan? Uh, about a year and a half now. So give it another 20 or 30 years. You're a young guy. Yeah, I could, I could do it. I'm curious now. You may, you, you have given me a lot of curiosity now. Keep to keep going. Uh, yeah. Do you do you uh, do you uh, sit uh, eyes open, chicken taza? I. Uh, yeah, my eyes are open. Uh, eyes open. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I was not worried about that too much anymore. They're open. Yeah. When I first okay. spoke to you, it was a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, I was, I was, I was in a mess because I was very trapped, and I'm, I'm really trapped. And you said, uh, uh, "Just keep sitting." That helped me a lot because I did sit. Uh, Good. Anyway, I thought I'd share that with you because I, I'm thankful to you very much for doing yeah. that. Good to, good to see you again. Yeah, if it's helpful to you, uh, keep return, return, return. If it's helpful, if it's not, do something else. Further questions? Yes. Ross from Ireland asks, is saying that this is all an illusion the same as saying it's all dependently arising? Yeah, that's it's a way of talking about it. Dependently arising just means there there's no no thing that is arising uh, that is more important than any other thing that's arising or anything that has arisen and has gone is uh, disappearing or uh, yeah, just a way of talking about it that was uh, discovered thousands of years ago. No more. 
Semi asks, why does my mind get bored easily, quickly? What even is boredom? Boredom is uh, the, the downside is it's boring. The upside is it's a sign you're giving up on entertainment and you should continue to do that. At some point, uh, there won't be anyone who is bored. There's just boredom and that's uh, not a problem. Go ahead, Sano. Sano Bowering. So as everyone knows, I'm terrible at being uh, bored. I refuse to be bored. That's yes. a problem. So do you teach to have people give up on entertainment like don't watch I think you liked South Park 10 years ago. Do you yeah. teach people to not watch South Park? I watch it if I remember to watch it. Usually I forget about it. Right. I was just, uh, Juzan just sent me a, a link. Was that South Park or something? Yeah, sent me a South Park link he thought I might be interested in, but now I've forgotten about where it's at. But it's in your, it's in WhatsApp, isn't it? Yeah, so I can go there. Thanks for reminding me of that. I'll go look at that. But no, I, I think entertainment is fine. Uh, important to the thing that I emphasize is, is sit. Do whatever you need to do. I don't think it's really good to participate in too many heavy drugs or alcohol or anything, anything like that. But I don't know what it's like to be you. you. You may need to do some of that. I would say probably less is better in all those areas. In the entertainment thing, yeah, enjoy yourself. Watch movies or uh, I watch the news for entertainment. Look at the confusion and see that people actually think it can be fixed. I'm not saying it couldn't be adjusted so socially we could get along a lot better. Of course it could, but it's quite an avalanche out there of insanity when, when people are voting, what is the house of saying, uh, voting against their own best interest, but they don't know it's their best. They're, 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 they're deluded by the propaganda, so therefore they continue to, to process in a way that uh, is meant to be respectful of people's intelligence. Instead, that respect for intelligence has been turned into confusion by those who want to control everyone. And it's, it won't last. Uh, everything dies, including oligarchs. Except they get reborn. Let's go with uh, let's go with Chisho first, and then Navid, and then Gilkado. In uh, your response to Shodo, you mentioned uh, actual identity uh, stuck or hidden in ego. What did you mean by that? Bobby? The actual identity is uh, will, will appear that way until we see what it is, and then it's not stuck anywhere. It, it has no location. It has no uh, has no. It doesn't actually exist. It's been said in the ancient times and, and teachers in the past have tried to talk about it, a point to it. So they call it non, it non exists, which of course, what, is, what the hell does that mean? Something non exists. Uh, so, but it's just a way of talking about it. It's not stuck anywhere. Uh, Buddha nature, uh, your awakened nature uh, has no location, but it may appear to have a location in the ego. So you may have to look at that ego situation until that cracks, comes apart, dissolves, or just doesn't do anything. It just kind of hangs around. Like, as I've said before, you don't have to get rid of something that is an illusion. It's an illusion and just watch it come and go. It'll, it might come knocking at the door every now and then and answer the door and invite him in or it's just unreal. So you don't have to be concerned about it. But if it shows up, then some dependent origination is still functioning in a way of going this way, going that way, showing up, disappearing. There's still some kind of rotation happening. And the ego mind will use that to try to maintain its life support system to be 
part of your consciousness that it's like, you don't want to get rid of me. I mean, you'll be totally exposed to everything. But what if you just don't have any ideas, opinions, ideas, you don't think, and you know, <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be really dangerous, wouldn't it? Yeah. Dangerous to ego, but not to who, your actual identity, which is not separate from anything anywhere. Don't believe anything I say. Listen to it, consider it. If it's helpful to you, go ahead. If it's not, do something else. Navid, when you just reminded when you just reminded me that I had forgotten you, and she's about to remind me that I forgot Gokudo also. But I have to, first I have to talk to you before I can forget about Gokudo. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, is it the, is it the same consciousness that manifests as an object or as a human being? Is that the same consciousness? Uh, fundamentally, yes. Yes, but, fundamentally. Yeah, fundamentally, uh, things arise in consciousness and pass out of consciousness, but consciousness doesn't go anywhere. And the fundamental nature of the things that arise are not separate from consciousness. Consciousness, they just look like it. That's the that's the illusion part that we think is real that we are deluded by. So we grasp at things that come and go. But it'd be like standing in front of a tree and trying to grasp it, trying to find out which leaf is the best leaf. And they're all falling off the tree, so we want to make sure we don't. One of those leaves is better than all the rest. I can just find the right one with the right shape, with the perfect placement of, of a bug way to hole in it. I'm starting to get a little bit creative and artistic here. I mean, um, so what makes a conscious? What makes consciousness to take the form of a human being? Just cause, causes and conditions. This caused that, caused that, but it's been going on for millions and millions of years. <clears throat> I mean, even time uh, is kind of out of the question. Dependent origination showing up. It's happening with aliens. It's happening with us. It's happening in, you know, uh, in a galaxy far away. Am I quoting there? <laughs> but it's, 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 it's the occurrence, which is an illusion which uh, I, I don't know how else to say it. And I understand the question you're asking, but there's no, no specific response to that other than someone who wants to create some, some kind of response. But you, what you're asking, you need to see that. And I'm helping you when I say, sit down, hold still, look at the wall, and you, you find out what it is. Thank you. It's beyond, as a, it's beyond the fourth, the first, the past, the present, the future, and and that moment, the fourth, which is uh, which is inexpressible, it's beyond that one. And is it actually beyond in the sense of some kind of spatial reference or time reference? Well, you might have to work with that for a while until you realize that, uh, as His Holiness the Sixteenth Karmapa said when he was passing into Parinirvana in 1981, nothing happens. Reflect on that for thirty years. Yogodo. Yogodo Bowing. Um, it's kind of a two part question. You've said that you don't think, well, very little. So, what is the. Uh, does that mean that you don't 
elaborate on the thoughts that are dependently arisen? That's the first part, Bowie. Yeah. The things, the things that are just like you, by your question, actually brought about thoughts arise that can be uh, uh, um, moved into language. But there's not much else going on. It's not like it's not a, a preamble that says, make sure you don't make a mistake here. You're in front of a whole lot of people. What if you say something wrong? People will think you're a fool. Or think you're, think you're, think you're, think, 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 think. I don't care what you think. I don't care what I think, but I don't miss it. If thoughts arise in this situation, I I observe it. Not too much is happening there. Kind of empty-headed, you might say. Further question around that, if you have it, that's a good area to ask questions in. I don't often get those. You've also said that there's no thinker. So when you do need to think, like you need to pay for something or go somewhere, do you? Uh, assemble into a self in no. order to do that? No, the, the very need to do this or that is enough thought comes up around that to decide what to do. And I just ask, uh, Unio, like, what do you think I should do? <laughs> I think you should go give a Dharma talk. <laughs> so that's what I end up doing. More about that if you have it. Don't hesitate. So, if you have, uh, if the thoughts that are dependently arisen, you're not pushing or pulling on them. Um, but you've also said you can't help, just like we can't help doing that. Is that just an awareness that makes it uh, not thinking? Bowie? Using your words, I would say yes. Where just you're just aware of this moves, move back down. Thoughts arise and look for a self, and they can't find a self. So most of the thoughts that arise come in the front door and go right on out the back door. And the ones that are situationally relevant, in other words, I need to. It's cold weather, and I feel cold, so I need to get out of the cold. I need to get inside where it's warm, or I need to to do this or that. I need to eat. I'm hungry. Chop wood, carry water is the Zen expression from ancient times where before awakening chop would carry water after awakening chop would carry water it's just a way of saying that nothing really happens it's just that there's no more delusion or self-deception there's no more self to deceive more uh, no thank you yes Further questions anywhere? Mahesh Boeing. Mahesh. So following up on the question that uh, you could have asked. Um, so sometimes during the talk, when you say, oh, there is strawberry up and then like you tend to like talk about the cat or something else, right? Like it seems a deviation from what you're trying to say. So what is happening there? Uh, is it getting distracted or something else? Boeing. Yeah, I'm, I'm addressing the deviations in your mind. That's your deviation. I haven't deviated from anything. Everything is different and the same at the same time. It's di you're differentiating because you're looking for results. You're looking for not accusing you of anything. 
what even brings up the question, you're looking for some kind of an understanding that is beyond what I'm pointing at directly, which is strawberry or the cat on the roof. I sometimes call the ego the clown on the roof. It's still there, still has a funny nose, still tries to get my attention, and I don't care. Sometimes it hangs off the roof, jumps in the window, sometimes jumps right in my lap and think, and even might even say to me, I, I think I should be running this situation. You're getting us in a lot of trouble here. I said, well, what do you think? What do you think we should do? <laughs> I don't kick the ego out. I listen. I listen to everything. I listen to you. I listen to everyone here. I probably am not obeying too many people, so very rare for someone to tell me what to do these days. Is that helpful? Is that helpful to you, or do you have a further question? Yeah, thank you, Mike. Uh, going so, when you sit during the sit, um, how many times do you? Uh, does it even happen that you caught up thought and then you follow with further thoughts, or uh, talking about me? Yeah, I don't. I don't meditate anymore. Like during the daily uh, six okay. p.m. Okay. Now, what what does he want to know? A thought comes up, and you want to know what I do with it. Like does it like right now for me when I sit, I grab onto a thought and continue thought chain. Uh, this happens a lot during sitting. I'm wondering how how that does that change uh, as you awaken or as you move. So simply put, as simply as I can, there's just not any preference for anything. You don't care what arises in your mind. You're no longer threatened by evil thoughts. You're no longer seduced by wonderful, pleasurable, or promising thoughts. You're not you are not operating in that way. At the same time, you're not ignoring it. So therefore, your mind can be clouded with all kinds of angels and demons. You've transcended the polarity of it. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a credential here. I can prove that to you. And I'm not promising anything. I'm not saying, I'm not promising that, oh, if you, you know, you'll be beyond good and evil or something. I have no idea. You know, I don't know what your karma is. You may have 15 more lifetimes of, of uh, uh, walking through clouds. I have no idea. That's not a... It's not a prediction of anything. I'm just saying I don't. All I know is when you talk, I address you as clearly as I can from what I'm seeing in front of me. And that that there are people here who who are listening, but they're not really students of mine. Uh, they may never come back to this, or they may come back uh, from now on. If you can tell me what it is you want to know, what's the what's the fundamental situation there? Mahesh going. So since we don't do shamatha practice, we, um, we only should shikantaza. So like with shamatha practice, people have, uh, they, they develop this concentration. So the thoughts, they're not distracted as much. Uh, yes. So for us, how, how does the distraction, getting distracted change as they sit? It doesn't care. It doesn't matter if you're distracted. The distracting, distraction is Mahamudra. Zogchen. How do I know I'm not a Zogchen master? I don't have to be. I don't have to be a master of anything. Is there more? Is there, am, I, am I missing or is there some other area you're looking at? Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, nothing. I think that's what my question was about the distraction. Um... Just receive it. The distraction is the clarity. But that's, that's, it takes a while. Whatever is showing up is awakening, is enlightenment. My point. So when I'm distracted, I cannot realize. Let's say I'm, I lost, thought, I caught up in a thought and 
follow the chain. Uh, I spent, let's say, five, 10 minutes during that time. I don't know. And I know after. So it's nothing I can do to observe or watch that. But when, it, when I come back, I continue to observe. So Yeah, it's just a, you're just describing the side of the mountain. You're going up the you're still path. You're on the path of, of awakening. It just you have a lot of territory to go through yet. I'm not saying it's 50 miles or 500 years. I'm just saying you have have more work to do. And uh, I'm very biased in this area. I feel the work that you should be doing is hold still and watch the confusion, not try to uh, get rid of it or cover it up or be not, not so confused. Receive the, at least on the cushion, receive the confu confusion. When you get off the cushion, whatever occurs, just relate to it as best you can. Be kind. Be uh, you know, simply put, just be kind to others. Be kind to yourself, and at the same time, get back to the cushion so you don't uh, you don't um, um, put your unexamined aggression, passion, aggression, ignorance onto others, onto the world around you. Be responsible for your feelings. There's no self there, so nothing can be harmed. The mind stream is there. The consciousness is here. Whatever comes in is fine. It won't stay long. More than likely. Yu Hong bowing. Yu Hong. Is our Buddha nature similar to love? Bowing. What do you mean by love? That's also my question. The love is better beyond the love we we feel and receive yes it's so yeah thank you so the if the kind of love that has, has no demand no grasping you, your, your love is just uh you just uh appreciate love and respect everything and everyone so it's uh there's fancy words for that i'm not going to use those but it's it's just you're 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 just with everything you're no longer agreeing with disagreeing with or ignoring anything so that kind of love where everyone is a uh, the Tibetan, or the not the Tibetan word, but the, the Buddhist teaching says that everyone has been your mother. So that might work for you unless your mother was abusive to you. So, but yes, uh, just it's it's similar to that, very similar. But it won't necessarily be a feeling. You can have a the feelings come and go. Uh, awareness or um, compassion and wisdom does not go away. It has never appeared as a thing. So it has no, uh, uh, the fancy uh, word is, has no uh, um, ontological status as a thing. So it can't go away. It has not appeared, but it doesn't need to appear. It doesn't need to appear because it is this. It is, if, if anything at all, is the space in which things occur. Space doesn't do anything. Yes, Sanho. Sanho, Bowie. The non-grasping love that you describe is how I experience this place and these people. And I wonder, is there a word for them that you know of? Well, the fancy word in, uh, would be uh, uh, karuna, which is just love, unconditional love, not, not, not based on whether somebody treats you well, respects you, does anything for you, or you get your way with them. They just, uh, that situation is just love. Just, it's just giving. With not waiting around to see if I'm going to get paid for what I did. We just give. I just give. Everyone here does that as, as best they can. Everyone is here is uh, training their mind. I'm actually training my mind. Nothing is separate. 
if a teacher is working with someone who is training their mind, they cannot be separate from that separate from that student and be some kind of special teacher person who's looking down on them. They have they have to be, uh, if anything at all, they have to be not separate from that student. Otherwise, they don't know what's happening with that student. And so, if you know what's happening with that student, you may know know you may know that you need to keep your hands off and allow that student to crash. When saving somebody from something they need, they need to run into. If I had teachers like that, I wouldn't be here. Both of my teachers let me crash. I'm grateful for that. Not on, not because I needed anything. But I'm just, I'm just glad I ran into that. I feel quite uh, well favored. Thank you. Yes. You also mentioned that our Buddha nature, our Buddha nature is spaciousness. And when I connect to that word, there's no, it's a mutual quality, does not really have the compassion. Uh, at least it showed up for me. However, is that a, when I, when I say love, I feel like there's still a connection what I'm longing for, is that in my own grasping of this identity, Bowing? Yes. Thank you, Bowing. Welcome. Jishin. Jishin Bowing. Do we all need to crash before we awaken? Bowing. In some sense, but it's different with everyone. Everyone comes here with a different uh, kind of, we call it baggage or karma, causes and conditions that even got you into this place in front of this community, in front of this teacher, in front of this teaching. Uh, you, you can't you can't plan this. It just shows up or not. And it may show up. It shows up to some people and they take a couple uh, glances at it and then they leave. Several people have come here and just I never see them again. Did they do something wrong? No, they, they, they got a glimpse. And that was not time for them to practice in this way. Not wrong. It's just it's just the way things occur, it just dependent origination. We have to be respectful of everything. And the way you can start to do that is be respectful of the shit or the crap or the uh, uh, the uh, confusion that arises in the mind. Don't do anything with it. Don't cover it up. Don't blame anybody. Even though someone has triggered that and they are to blame for how you feel relatively. If you do that, you're just furthering your own confusion. It's not that that person hasn't maybe even broken the law, what they did to you, stole something from you or tried to shoot you. Could be something horrible, but they aren't fundamentally, they're suffering too. That doesn't mean you have to go and baby them. No, they should be set aside or something should be done. But the hatred that can be triggered by that is, uh, it's just the very nature of confusion. The very nature of the world is just full of people trying to control other people out of their hatred for otherness, intense prejudice of all kinds, it's horrible. But you can't do anything about the world. It's a landslide. It's it's a tidal wave that's been happening way before any of us were born. And here it is, more more of the tidal wave. I don't I don't say ignore that, but I say get your butt to the cushion, sit down. Don't don't be a part of this chaos from the point of view of contributing to the confusion, the horror and the torture, the greed, the bigotry by fighting with it. Don't fight with it. Those people are suffering also. It's just that they're, what? What's the word? Cowardly. 
they, they can't stand to look at that because that would mean there's something wrong with them, which is the very nature of ego is to think that there's something wrong. I know who you are. So you, so you have no doubts. I have no doubts. I have no questions. That doesn't mean I know anything. I even claim I don't know anything. I only know what's necessary uh, situationally. Sano. Sano Bowen, how do you transform the bigotry, et cetera, without fighting with it? How do you do what? How do you transform it? How do you work with that Tra energy without yeah. fighting with it? Transform the energy right here in your heart center. Hey, here, you can hear that, can't you? Yeah. I'm pounding on a tabletop. A very soft tabletop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew you could hear that. So uh, transform this. And how do you how do you do that? You look and see how confused it is. You see how confused your mind is jagged around the edges. When it starts to rotate, it smooths out, and then all of a sudden, all those spurs come back out again, and we're right back. And then you're lecturing yourself, "Why? Well, I just got you do. I just got you sitting for a whole week and eight hours a day, and and all of a sudden, I'm back to this. And why, 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 why? Uh, it's because we have not seen deeply enough into the nature of reality, which shows up as our mind stream. You have to see this and witness it without agreeing, without objecting. And without shutting down, those are the three. And what are we? What is the practice about? The path quality of ground, path, and fruition. Ground is suffering. The path is awareness, and the fruition is realizing what this is. Nothing left to do. You've seen it. You you see it. You know it. You're not separate from it. You can't even see it because it's not. You're not separate from it. The eye cannot see itself. We're looking for results. That's ego. Wisdom doesn't look for anything. Wisdom just sees wisdom everywhere, all the time, constantly. When I say constantly, there's not even a clock on it. So it's not even that doesn't work. It's just without time and space, even though the space is uh, a great illusion to go out and look up at the sky and see how very, very far away everything is. This is an illusion. Jason from Norway, Maine asks, so is thinking a tool rather than the boss? Alan? You could talk about it that way. Yes, it's a tool and it can be some people uh, have jobs that require a lot of analysis and, and thinking, uh, just like we have two attorneys here, uh, Andy and Sano are both attorneys. You, you can't do that just like consciousness only because the whole thing was created with thoughts and structures and ideas and concepts. And so you really need a lot of uh, insight and analysis and a, a lot of really powerful attention to detail. But you can also train your mind. You can also take some time out of your day to sit down and just uh, watch what arises in your own persona, your own personality. Yes, it's a tool. And for some people, uh, a tool can operate, for instance, to a, say a visual artist. That The thinking process there uh, somewhat takes a backseat, not completely, but takes a little bit of, to use that image, a backseat to the eye consciousness, which is something I've taught about pretty extensively based on my own experience. Of, of allowing the seeing process, the seeing, the witnessing of the eye, seeing color, shape, um, texture, seeing that through eye consciousness to allow that to be the power instead of the thought process, which is probably what's happening with a chef who is really good. They're probably that the sense of taste, the sense of smell, and the sense of seeing is probably very strong in that person because that's what they're operating on. They're not thinking. If you, if you, if you created a, um, what's that one uh, 
Mexican sweet rolls. If you tried to think about how to make Mexican sweet rolls, you know, they it would probably not work very well. But if you have a recipe and you can just apply that, then is that going to work every time? <laughs> for me, it does. Well, for you, it does, because that's your, you're a cooker. So, yes. Georgios asks, what are the attributes of the, of observing? So if I understand what you're asking about, uh, it can, it can show up in any of the sense fields, including the mind. To observe something, there's an object that arises in any of the six sense fields from thoughts in the mind, which do not, you don't think thoughts. It, it, that's an illusion. You, that you are, there's an identity that's thinking the thoughts. There isn't one. Thoughts think themselves. Then you should not meddle with them, as a, a Bardo Toku once said, if you do nothing to thoughts, they will do nothing to you. So the attributes in the other five sense fields are pretty obvious, I think. Smell, fragrance, uh, some things are pungent, some things are, um, are ple pleasant and, and kind of seductive. There's a lot of difference between the smell of, uh, of uh, say, vinegar and uh, lilacs. But still fragrance, but we, we set up the polarity there. The same thing with uh, pain and pleasure, which is one of the teachings on uh, Buddha Dharma, that pain and pleasure are not separate from each other. They're both, they're both operating in the, in the same area of uh, nerve endings in the mind or the feelings. Uh, Ondavine, uh, answer the same way if the question is, which, if, if, this is the question, what are the attributes of the observation? Wow. Observation is just to receive no matter how it shows up. So a good, really good question, because uh, in the beginning, the observation, you're getting a credential for observing. If you're getting a credential for observing, this is not observing. This is getting a credential for observing. I'm an observer. This is ego. The ego structure is protecting itself. If you're really observing through any of the sense fields, you won't know, you won't have a name for it. This doesn't mean that you can't tell the difference between lilacs and vinegar or um, cat shit and dog shit. I mean, two very similar things that are different, wouldn't you say? No, different. So there, there's a discriminating awareness that comes up with all of that that is not based on right and wrong, good and evil, or uh, it's just, just, it's just a, a raw intelligence about the nature of that. And it receives it without adding any commentary on it. Well, I could say more if there's more question in that area or, or some other question. Can take Bowen. one more Go ahead, please. Jen Bowing. Jen, go ahead. We'll take your question and then we'll uh, retire to the to the uh, eight layer or the whatever that other building is. All right. Thank you. Um, along these lines, um, you said this discriminating awareness that arises is a raw intelligence about the nature of things. And what about attendant emotions that arise with thoughts? Or um, I guess it's it's different from the awareness. But my question is, when a thought arises that has an emotion, is that a cover up? No, just something else to receive. 
uh, Trungpa Rinpoche called emotions high-speed thoughts. So he didn't different. He differentiated somewhat, uh, but even that is uh, <clears throat> uh, it's very difficult to to describe what even a thought is. I can't if I have a thought about uh, about uh, um, a pink air balloon, a hot air balloon that's over the, hovering over the the monastery right now, which most people can't see because I'm looking at the top of my head. But if I have a have a thought about that, that's 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 a thought. But if I have an emotion about it, like so, suddenly um, to say the the air balloon burst and or it blew up and it came falling on the monastery, I might get pretty emotional about that. But is that is, so to differentiate between thoughts and emotions? I don't know how helpful that is. So it, it, we differentiate with concepts and words. But I think it's it's pretty much the same kind of structure. Anything arising in in the mind stream as consciousness that is not directly connected to the nose, the tongue, the ears, the eye, eyeball, the skin, all of that is, is, a, is a variation on what those are saying. Because that's how we learn about the world. Watch a five-year-old learn about touch. Watch a three-year-old learn about that there's gravity. I saw a, recently saw a video that was very cool of this little baby. It couldn't have been more than a year, year and a half old, just probably hadn't been walking more than, you know, three weeks. And, w- and was walking on a glass floor where you could see it down into the next story. And the, and the little baby walked out and just suddenly got freaked out because it realized that that goes down. <laughs> Whereas a, an adult might look at that and be a, be a little bit moved by it, but they already know that glass is hard. It's not going to let them fall through there. And so they have a lot of thought processes that come around that. Whereas the baby is more innocent, is really just learning what it, what consciousness is like when it's downloaded into a body and has only been there for three years. So I'm not sure if my, all my chatter here is helpful to you, Jen, but it's uh, but it's to differentiate too much takes us away from the original insight that we could actually have about the nature of those consciousnesses more. Jen Bowing. I think that's, I think I'm understanding if, if something arises, if an emotion arises, you receive that as well. Yes. And the, and the ego mind is, as long as the ego mind has some kind of power there, it's going to differentiate between thoughts and emotions. But as you go along, eventually ego's not interested in differentiating anything uh, because it isn't, it's, it's finding out that it no longer has any say so about it. So it starts to get worn out. It's not getting any fuel. It's not having any fun anymore creating chaos in your mind and in the consciousness. It's losing, uh, it's, it's not just losing control, it's seeing that it never had control, which is a quite a disappointing thing. I don't have my disappointment cup here, but but the path to awakening is full of disappointment. It's full of it. And so what's being said here is a spiritual path. So work with this. If you have a, if you have a guide, if you have a mentor, if you have a teacher, if you have a guru, if you have that, work with whoever he or she is and receive that. Make sure it's somebody that you can trust. And of course, can you really trust anybody? I don't recommend it. Don't even trust me. I'm very untrustworthy. Okay. I think we're good and bad. Hi, my name is Kozan and I'm a monk at Sokokoji where I practice with the guidance of my teacher Sokozan. We rely on your donations to support our programming of practice, study, and teachings, and to fund scholarships that help our full-time practice residents with tuition and living expenses. Thank you for helping our Sangha.